0: And welcome to episode number 27 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Ben. I am here with my brother slash co-host, Jason.
1: I really don't like how you say my name. (laughs) It creeps me out. (laughs) Jason. How are you?
0: We are back. It has been a hot minute. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, I was just looking at the schedule. Actually, we we didn't put an episode out in September at all. <laughs> we missed an entire month.
0: Yeah, that's because you went on holiday.
1: I was on holiday for two weeks, but then and then know, I got COVID. Did you? I didn't even know you dad had COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Mum brought you back from Turkey and gave it to me. <laughs> so I ended up staying at there as longer than I was meant to because I was just in bed like, ah, help me. And I yeah. couldn't go to work
1: or out, so... Yeah, a lot of people have had it recently. It has been uh, going around a bit, but...
0: It, last time, um, it did, it, I had it, and I felt like I had a little bit of a flu, but this time, it kicked my ass. Yeah. like I felt like I were going 10 rounds with Mike Tyson.
1: That's what I've heard from a lot of people.
0: And then everyone listening to this podcast says, like, nah, COVID's a myth.
1: <laughs> you just, you were just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I I am lazy too, but (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: a different issue. On the last podcast, we did say we're going to be putting out today's podcast. So we have fulfilled this promise (laughs) for once. Well, obviously today we're going to be doing a a bit of a special episode aimed around ADHD uh, because it is ADHD Awareness Month.
1: Yeah, this is like our after school special.
0: Yeah, it's our after-school special to make you all decent human
1: beings. We've had a lot of fun this week. But remember, ADHD is no laughing matter.
0: (laughs) Actually, people with ADHD tend to be funnier, so...
1: I don't know who's told you that.
0: Everyone I make laugh.
1: No. Tend to think they're funny, (laughs) is my experience. (laughs) Are 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 you objectifying people with ADHD? I don't think so. I'm, See, not I'm sure. allowed to say it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but before we get into any of that, shall we do some news?
1: Let's do some news.
0: Sh- shall we? Shall we get? Shall we get the doom and gloom out of the way?
1: Okay. Who's died?
0: You know who's died.
1: Oh yeah. Go Fucking
0: hell! Like, do you know when they say "gone but not forgotten"? No, gone and forgotten. So we are filming this on the 2nd of October. That will be useful information later on for a piece of news I have. Okay. Um, But yeah, on September 27th, uh, Michael Gambon sadly passed away. And those of you that don't really know who Michael Gambon is, get off this podcast. Don't listen to it ever again and go away.
1: Well, I think like, Everything, everything, pretty much what I saw online being shared about him was, Dumbledore's died. But he was a fantastic actor. He was in so was. much more than Harry Potter. He, he, the King's
0: Speech. In The King's Speech, he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. But he's he's been in so many things. Like he he's been voice in game as well. He's in Elder Scrolls as a voice character.
1: Yeah, no, he's he is he is in, in, so he was much. in Dad's Army as well? He was in the remake of Dad's Army, I believe. Some of my favourites. He's been in uh Book of Eli. Great. It's film. A fantastic film. Uh Layer Cake, you've already said King's Speech. Uh Sleepy Hollow.
0: Do you remember
1: Ghost Hunter? The
0: game? No. Okay. It, it was like a, a ghost shooter game. And he was in that. Okay. As a voice actor. Um, he's, he's done quite a few. He's just done so much work. And it does annoy me a little bit, that people are like, Dumbledore's died. Like, I get that is a, probably one of his better known and bigger roles, because obviously it was over six, five movies. Yeah, and I guess
1: he, he's also. It's probably more what he's known for overseas as well. I mean, over yeah. here, he's, he's been on TV uh, on, in Britain since the 60s. Uh, he's he's had such a, a wide-ranging uh, career. Uh, so, according to his Wikipedia page, uh, he oh, made his go. TV Walking debut Wikipedia. in uh, Much Ado About Nothing, um, a BBC adaptation of What to Do About Nothing in 1967.
0: How old would he have been then? Uh, Twenty-seven.
1: So there you go. He's had he's had quite the career. He was in, if we're talking nerd things, he was in a, one of the Christmas special episodes of Doctor Who.
0: Yes, it was. It's a, a great Christmas episode
1: as well. It, it I was, really liked it. It was called a Christmas Carol. It was one of the Matt Smith episodes. Yeah, um, Was that was it the, the one with the flying fish, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and the Frozen Woman singer that was... Oh, what's her name? Really famous operatic singer.
1: Catherine Jenkins.
0: That's it. So, great episode. And see, we link everything back to being a nerd.
1: Well, it's the name of the game.
0: No, it's the name of the podcast, not the game. So, yeah, really sad news. However, moving on to better news there's no good way to move on from this it's either you start on the sad note and seem like a dick when you just swiftly move on to the good bits or you end it on a really low note (laughs) yeah there is no good way to do it the writers guild of america has reached a tentative agreement so they are going back to work
1: yeah yeah it's looking really positive uh the votes are being ratified this week I believe uh, uh today and so I think this week yeah is it is it from second and ninth from the second to the ninth isn't it No, back- second and the ninth oh okay uh but yeah the union members have been told that they can go back to work while the the official vote is going through because it's it's expected to pass they seem to have got a really good deal they seem to have got a good amount of what they were asking for yeah they've got higher minimum wages they've got minimum staffing for a writer's room for tv series they've got residuals on streaming yep they've got better residuals for streaming on that
0: on the residuals thing yeah so i saw and I don't know how they've come up with this, but because I think we were talking about how hard it must be to come up with how that even works on streaming services. Yeah. I ha- I have the equation of how okay. they are working it out. It hurts my head, but this is
1: it. So Well, you'd think it'd just be like an extra an extra percentage for every hundred thousand views or something. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. It's really not. So, I'll read from the start of the sentence. So, the, wor- the wording of the new performance metric is somewhat complicated, but in practice, writers will be eligible for the performance metric bonus for a given move or show if the domestic views, which are calculated as the total hours streamed, divided by the total runtime, divided by domestic subscribers, which are calculated as of July 1st of each year, equals 20% or more, an additional 50% performance metric bonus can be earned in subsequent years following the same
1: formula. (laughs) Okay, well, so if if 20% of subscribers watch your show, you're going to get a bonus, is that?
0: So it's worked out uh, domestic views divided by domestic Domestic subscribers. subscribers. But it has to equal 20% or more for
1: them to qualify. Okay.
0: (laughs) So it's not just like... If the show gets 700 extra views, you get 10 quid.
1: Oh, yeah, it's only going to be for the best performing shows. But that was kind of the point of it. Like it's it's incentive, isn't it? If your shows do really well, you are going to get bonus dosh. Yeah. What One of the things that we were talking about a while ago was if this deal goes through, does that mean that streamers are finally going to have to make their view? I'm going to say view count. Is that the right term? I don't know. Are they going to have to make their metrics public? And it turns out that no, they are going to provide them to the Writers Guild privately. So they're not going to be made public, but the Writers Guild will be able to see them.
0: So they'll get, like, authenticated I, in a and way. I, I
1: guess just so they can kind of police that residuals are being handed out where they should be. In the amounts and everything. Yeah. But um, I think
0: that, I think that's the biggest part of
1: the agreement, because that's what's I mean, that's huge. The other big thing that they were striking about was the use of AI. yeah. So this is really interesting is that AI isn't banned outright. Writers can choose to use AI if they wish, but studios can't force them to use AI. Yeah, but, so... they, but they can if they wish as long as the studio agrees with it. So I guess both parties have got to be in agreement and then AI can be used. Which, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather just see an outright ban, I guess.
0: It makes sense, though. Like
1: In cleaning scripts up, it might be really useful. But I think for, for writing scripts, you're not going to get any quality scripts using AI. Sure, you're going to get the most generic but it can be good at I don't know, spotting inaccuracies or grammatical mistakes or things like that. that yeah, you know... it
0: has got its uses, and I think that was the point, that yeah. Hollywood would never agree to the outright ban. So the Writers Guild essentially has done something very clever where the writers always have to agree. Yeah. Which they probably never will. So essentially it is an outright ban, just not worded that way. So... With that, obviously, SAG-AFTRA, which is the Actors Guild, That's the Actors Guild, yeah, are still on strike. However, we have had confirmation that they are resuming no- negotiations today.
1: Okay, I mean that is,
0: and and several ex- executives from AMPT member companies will be in attendance. So basically, a lot of executives from most of the production companies will be in, in attendance. Um, yeah, well, I
1: think they're just going to be wanting to get Hollywood back working now. It's uh, It's gone on for so long. And the fact that they've struck me steel with the writer says to me that they, they need to start getting things made again. Yeah,
0: because the strike lasted 148 days. Yeah. Five days short of the longest strike from, when was it? 1988, because that lasted 153 days. Yeah. So I'm hoping they will come to some sort of,
1: yeah. It might not be immediately, but I I think in the coming weeks, maybe a month,
0: so there are slowly starting to filter back in. Like you see in, um, especially in America.
1: No, the the, the nightly talk the, shows about the
0: talk shows are starting to filter back out. Um, and I've seen a few of the hosts have commented on it, saying like how much they appreciate the writers. Some have apologized for, yeah. Any comments they made during and things like that.
1: Yeah, although I'm not sure what, because normally they're interviewing actors on there <laughs> quite often, so I'm not sure exactly what the. Hey, what...
0: the writers have the writers have had 148 days
1: to call creative ideas. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't allowed to write any of them down. <laughs> they were allowed to think all they wanted, but they weren't allowed to write anything down.
0: Can you imagine so, someone rang them while they're at home. It's
1: like. Um, here,
0: let me just give you this number to call. Have you got a pen and paper? No,
1: <laughs> I've just got to memorize it. I don't want to scab.
0: So, yeah, that is that is some good news, though. That is, I've got some <laughs> it's useless news for you, cool. but it just it kind of shocked my, my brain, and I was just like, why? So, do you know, do you know, every year there's this. Like, you get shit Christmas movies come out, Hallmark movies. Yeah. So Hallmark have announced 40 new Christmas movies for 2023. 40.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, that's probably... (laughs) Why do we need 40, though? Because they'll just be played on a loop on the Hallmark channel. The sad middle-aged mums are going to be sat watching it
0: Hey, they're the ones that listen to this podcast.
1: (laughs) I bet Christmas movies are like 80% of the Hallmark TV's profits. I bet they get most of the money in December.
0: Don't they play Christmas movies throughout the whole year anyway?
1: On their channel? I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, They just play other sad movies. 40 brand
0: new movies. I want to know how they've made these movies. AI. No one's been writing or
1: acting, but <laughs> it's a good point.
0: <laughs> Do you know what it is? it is? It is literally just slow moving camera shots of like cottages in snow. I'll
1: tell you what it is. It's because these are not films that are difficult to make. They churn out it any films. sentimental crap. It probably takes them a week to write the script and another week to film it. So basically, might, might not even be a week.
0: There's one releasing. Every day, from what date do you think they're going to start releasing these?
1: I think probably about forty days before Christmas.
0: Which which would be when?
1: Uh It'd be like the beginning of November, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so the first one releases on October twentieth.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> At least get Halloween out the <laughs> way first. <I> know. <laughs>
0: um. They do skip Halloween, though, so they do 21st, 22nd, 27th, 28th, 29th, and then they miss a few days.
1: Okay, yeah, because no one wants to cosy up on Seti on Halloween and watch a Christmas carol, do they?
0: They're just there like, oh, I wonder when the judge scare is. (laughs) How great would it be if they came out with a Hallmark Christmas movie centred around Halloween?
1: What, like Hallmark does A Nightmare Before Christmas?
0: It'd be the worst thing in the world, but I think everyone would watch it. But it's just, like, some of the names as well. Um, a Heidelberg holiday. Never been Christ.
1: Never been Christ.
0: <laughs> Flipping for Christmas. That,
1: that is hilarious. Never been Christ is one of the best puns I've heard all year.
0: <laughs> Catch me if you close. What? <laughs> Holiday Hotline. Christmas in Notting Hill.
1: I mean, that is so shamelessly just trying to to piggyback on, <laughs> on the success of Notting Hill 30 years ago. <laughs> it's
0: just things like Christmas with a kiss. Christmas on Cherry Lane. Yeah. One's called Round and Round.
1: Round and Round the Christmas Tree. Sealed with a list. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a lisp. <laughs>
0: a field with a lift. <laughs> it's just like I, I wanna know, were these writers on strike, or are these the things they came up with while on strike?
1: I mean, to be maybe you didn't need writers for it, maybe they just they just got the intern to do it.
0: No, what they did is they just put like a dictionary
1: full of words in three hats
0: and just picked <laughs> one of the hats just said Christmas. It and was, they just it. Pick it.
1: It was written by manatees. <laughs> okay, come on, let's move on. Well, just that, that's crap news, Ben.
0: I told you it was, but it was funny. It made me laugh when I saw it. Okay, so it's been reported from a reputable source, okay?
1: What's the source? Uh, the news of the nerd podcast. <laughs> no, it's Green it's Rant. Okay. That they are, te- they do tend to be quite good. I mean, yeah, I would say they're semi semi reputable.
0: Yeah, um, but they've said it's been reported, so they got that from somewhere as well. Okay. So, uh, well, they've said it's been reported that Marvel Studios will be taking pictures from writers for the MCU's X Men now oh, that yeah. the WGA strike has come to a satisfying conclusion.
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: So I think, and especially with them not set, with them actually giving like a bit of a depth to it, saying they're going to be taking pictures from writers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, but it means uh, that
0: we're probably not going to see it till after
1: after Kang Dynasty, uh, after twenty twenty five. you think? I think it's one of those. It might come between Kang Dynasty and Secret Invasion. Secret Wars.
0: A lot of people are like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but basically. They're saying, that it'd be the longest gap between an X Men movie ever. They've broken Fox's rule.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What about Deadpool three? It's not an X Men movie because
0: it's it's. They don't, they they wasn't classing, uh, Wolverine Origins, as an X Men movie.
1: So, and so so longest gap between films with X Men in the title.
0: No, not necessarily customers. because it new, sounds the, like the new
1: mutants is classed as one. Yeah, you know, I've still not watched that. Do
0: you know what I'll say?
1: Not bad. Yeah, but you like everything, so coming from you, that's a terrible review.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not fantastic. It's better than Dark Phoenix.
1: I've not watched that either. Uh, it's not great. Right. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I've just never. I never got around to it. I didn't intend to skip it. It,
0: start, it, it started off kind of well with First Class. Like, it was...
1: I enjoyed so, First okay. Class, and I enjoy Days of Future Past a lot. Yeah, that just I, hurt my head. I really like Days of Future Past. And, uh, yeah, it, a, a, Apocalypse then was, was really bad. Yeah. Dark Phoenix is like Apocalypse. It's kind of the same. So, yeah, it,
0: it's exciting that we're getting closer to an X-Men in the MCU.
1: Yeah. It sounds like Deadpool 3 is going to be very X-Men heavy, though, from the rumours that I've been seeing. Obviously, we already know it's going to be a team-up film between Deadpool and Wolverine, Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine, but it sounds like there are going to be a lot of cameos from uh, original X-Men cast, and maybe even the... The, the, the new X-Men cast, the Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy era characters might yeah. be popping up. And apparently a lot of them are going to die. So I think this is going to be, have you ever read a comic called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe? Yes, I have. I think this is going to be the MCU's take on that comic book. And I've, so I think it's going to be Deadpool Kills the Fox X-Men Universe. <laughs>
0: And because it can braid the fourth wall, he can put a joke in there saying, "I'm just clearing clearing things up, ready for it going in the Marvel universe." Yeah, um, there are a lot of rumors circling about it though, but it's going to be pushed back because the only shot that they have filmed is that shot in the quarry.
1: That cannot be true. <laughs> that cannot be true. They were filming for longer than a day. They didn't yeah. just just yeah. film them walking How long towards do you think the that camera. One take
0: took. Hugh Jackman couldn't stop like raising his eyebrow.
1: Why had he been possessed by the rock?
0: Have you not noticed that he always raises his eyebrow? Is like, that he's always like
1: Yeah, that joke's gonna work really well on the podcast, Ben.
0: <laughs> it's alright, we'll we'll like send him a gif or something. Okay.
1: Okay, if you want a gif of Ben raising his eyebrows, email notn pod at gmail.com.
0: I meant a gif of Wolverine, not me, but okay
1: no no it's going to be you
0: okay that's fine um and then the last bit
1: of news
0: it's a rumor but it is backed up with evidence
1: okay okay
0: there was a post on x twitter whatever the fuck you want to call it of the wga profiles so with all the writers guild stuff going on yeah the pro- some of the profiles got set. so jack Schaefer. Who is the executive producer and showrunner on Agatha?
1: Yeah.
0: Coven of Chaos?
1: Um, No, yeah. Darkhold Diaries.
0: This, so it was Coven of Chaos. That's cool. now being changed to Darkhold Diaries. Yeah, no, we knew that already. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, wait said... a minute. Was this? Have we spoke no. about this, or no. was this? This was during that time because it was oh, okay. originally at House of Harkness. It, yeah, it was then House it was of Covenant, Harkness. Covenant of... Chaos. And now it's now Dark it's Cold da-
1: Diaries. Because yeah. I, I, I forgot that we'd not spoke about this, because I did kind of want to ask you, do you think this is some co- sort of like meta... Like, is this part of the advertising campaign? I don't think this is going to come out and be called Dark Cold Diaries. I think this is part of the it like... It
0: does say Dark Cold Diaries on their profiles under Project. It well, does say Dark Cold Diaries. But there is one thing but has suddenly disappeared from multiple writers' profiles that was on there before the strikes. And that is Vision Quest. So there are a lot of rumours based on this circulating that that might be getting cancelled.
1: They might have just given it to different writers. I wouldn't... Very, it's, it's very possible. I think they'll probably wait and see how... Uh, Darkhold Diaries, whatever it's called, is received first, because it this could, is...
0: What would you do if it came out and it's actually called House of Darkness again?
1: <laughs> I mean, Coven of Chaos, <laughs> Ka- out of the three names, Coven of Chaos is the best, Sure, Yeah, definitely. Why would you change it from Coven of Chaos to Darkhold Diaries? Maybe
0: they just want a reference that the Darkhold's going to be there, because the Darkhold got destroyed with
1: Scarlet Witch, so... Yeah. Um but so agatha is basically going to be a sequel to uh one division yeah so maybe they're going to wait and see how that's received to see if people want sequels to one division and if it does well then they'll do vision quest
0: um but i'm wondering like there's a lot of rumors circulating as if that's got cancelled and if he
1: might just appear in like armor wars i guess it would make sense for him to be in armor wars
0: yeah and a lot of people are saying that he's got ties to Tony Stark.
1: I mean, who in the MCU doesn't? Well, yeah. Just
0: saying, basically saying that his potential appearance in the Upquin Armor Wars movie and his ties to Tony Stark suggest a possible future for the character.
1: Yeah, I do hope that we get some more visions. It's been too long.
0: I love visions. I do character. like the look of the white. It does look quite cool. It With does. the it's... blue.
1: Yeah, it does look cool. I just, I, I feel like I feel like he was underused up until One Division and then we've not seen him again since. Like it was great in One Division.
0: He's a, he's just pro- probably one of my favourite MCU
1: characters. I think Vision was one of the best parts of Age of Ultron. Yeah, hundred percent. And was used so little in that film. Um but yeah, I just I, I really want to see see him get the spotlight. Yeah, me too.
0: That's all the news I've got.
1: Okay, um, so there's a few trailers. Let's shall we talk about Doctor Who first, because I, I think we've spoken before about wanting to wanting to do special episodes on all three of these specials uh, after after they air, or like we did with Secret Invasion, like we're probably going to do with Loki, like we probably should have done with Ahsoka. Yeah, to I have not
0: Because thinking... it, is. <laughs> it is it's fantastic.
1: I'm, to be honest, I I, I I like Star Wars. I don't feel like I have as much to talk about afterwards. Like I, I watch it I like, it, yeah, that's cool. Which doesn't make a good podcast.
0: Yeah, it's It'll just a very I, short. Episode.
1: I, I, I see it and I see all the lore and the little But no, we'll 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 get on to Ahsoka. Um but yeah, that trailer for Doctor It's incredible. Hill. It just ah, it brings back so many.
0: David Tennant looks so old.
1: He really does. There's that you don't
0: realise until it sh- shoots that shot from his original series and you're yeah. like,
1: God. Yeah. And Donna, Donna Noble, Noble hasn't changed. Donna is probably my favourite companion. In her first appearance, she was so irritating. The fact that they managed to redeem her and give her like one of the best story arcs in all oh. of new Doctor Who, like killed her off, without are killing her off. Yeah. yeah, just just the fact that she goes from being like just a kind of irritating idiot. I mean, I don't think she's ever really an idiot, but she's just oblivious to everything. She doesn't care about what's going on around her, and the Doctor opens her eyes up to this world. and And I, I think the episode we viewed where they first talk about the Doctor Donna. I think that's the one where she really starts to change. Yeah. And and then, yeah, that really devastating It's the bits finale. where she changes
0: the Doctor as well, though, like yeah. the Pompey episode. Yeah. Where it's like, we cut, we don't save people, we don't change.
1: Yeah. It's like, that, it's like moment. just that. And then, yeah, that, that ending for her character where she doesn't get to remember all the amazing things that she's seen and done, and she's kind of reverted back to the person that she was. So it's it's really great to for her character to be able to get another shot at redemption. Redemption's probably not the word, but a, a, another shot at being able to remember all this. Like, I I would be shocked if this doesn't end with her being able to keep her memories. I know, that the doctor says in the trailer, "I don't know if I can save your life this time," but he's going to, isn't he? Surely he's going to. Hey. That's what the doctor does.
0: I, well, I can't, I'm interested to see how they do the doctor, because the, is it just the same face, dif- slightly different personnel? Like, do you know what I mean? Is From it the, the trailer, he doesn't same.
1: seem he doesn't seem exactly the same. That's he I'm, seems yeah. a bit gruffer. Like his voice seems a bit deeper, experienced, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. You know, in the Doctor's timeline, it's something like a thousand years since he was David Tennant. Yeah, like he spends hundreds and hundreds of years as Matt Smith. Also, there's there's one shot of the little alien thing. The little (laughs) that's not what I was going to say, but the little alien thing is called Beep the Meep. Ah, and it is. It's like the Snoo. It's a f- <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan favorite character from a Doctor Who comic and this is its first live action appearance. You gotta beep the beep. And it is being voiced by Miriam Margulies. Really? Yeah. My, fa-
0: <laughs> my favorite thing Miriam Margulies has ever said is um she was asked whether she'd rather have sex or a radish, and she said it was good sex. I'd rather have sex. But it was bad sex. I'd rather have a radish, <laughs> and that is the greatest thing she's ever said.
1: Miriam Margulies. <laughs> it's she's so br- funny. brilliant. She's got a great Twitter account. <laughs> she just she, now and again, she might just post a video of her farting.
0: Not seen that. I've <laughs> seen people. What's is it? Um, there's that app where you can pay celebrities to. Oh yeah, cameo. Yeah, people pay for a cameo. And this this one where this guy her to he sent one to all of the Harry Potter cast saying roast me, and hers is great. She's like, he's British, but she's like, I assume you must be American. Roast is not a term we use. I I have a roast dinner, not roast people. <laughs> um, but then she talks about his balls and everything, and she just <laughs> fucking goes in.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I do not surprise She's me. Fully it. just the there, one. like,
0: why are you a fan of Harry Potter? Harry Potter is for children. I don't get it when people are still a fan of Harry Potter after the balls have dropped. dropped. Well, your balls probably haven't dropped. <laughs>
1: Absolute savage. So, yeah, I, I hope she gets to say more than meep meep. Meep meep. Uh, because, I mean, it reminds I... me
0: of Roadrunner.
1: That's all they say uh, in the trailer. Uh, there is no, there's, there's a shot of the TARDIS being airlifted off by a unit helicopter, and it made me think of that meme, that Phineas and Ferb meme. Where it's like, if I had a cent for every time the TARDIS gets airlifted away by a unit helicopter in an anniversary special, I would, I'd I'd have two cents, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, <laughs> <laughs> because exactly the same thing happens at the start of the fiftieth.
0: Yeah, it does. They just like airlifting the TARDIS.
1: Yeah. So in ten years, the time... unit are
0: just there. Sat by a computer. TARDIS, TARDIS, quick airlift it. It yeah. looks so funny when the Doctor realises.
1: <laughs> in ten years' time, we'll be having this conversation again. And we'll have four cents for the seventieth anniversary. Four cents? No, it'll only be three. Is this not the third time that it?
0: Would this not be the third? No. Is this the second? Yeah. So we'll have three cents in ten years. Yeah, by Harry Haribo. With that,
1: Way to math, quick maths. Okay, uh, the other the other big trailer is Rick and Marty, and while it looks it's a very fun trailer, looks really cool, lots of wacky, crazy hijinks. Rick turns himself into a leg.
0: <laughs> I'm a leg, Morty.
1: <laughs> but none of that is the most interesting thing about this trailer.
0: You gave, most... me, you gave me such a salty response when
1: I said my opinion on this. Well, the, the interesting thing is listening for the new voices. And you can, yeah, I, I can hear a difference, I think, because I'm listening for it, because I know that they've changed it. But it, the, both voices are very good. I think Morty's is better. I think Marty's is probably better from what we've heard.
0: I'd I'd forgot about the
1: voice changes
0: when I was watching it, and then that's what made me realise because Rick's voice is not as rough.
1: Yeah. It's there's... in in places, in some places, I were thinking, did Justin Rowland record this series before they fired him? And then in other places it's like, oh no, that's not that's not him. But honestly, I think both voices are really great. And... I'm just
0: waiting for the for the uh, meta.
1: Oh yeah, will definitely be some sort of comment. <laughs> probably in episode one.
0: Has your voice
1: changed? But I I think it it just goes to show you how 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 easily how they can just change them. Yeah, how easily they can just change a voice.
0: I think you know how replaceable he... everyone
1: is. Obviously, he had a big part in the creation of Rick and Morty, but apparently, he's not really had any involvement since Series Three. Anyway, he just does the voices. Um, and Dan Harmon has actually come out and spoke a little about this. Have you read? I've interview? not read it now. Dan Harmon has broken his silence on the whole on the Justin Roiland uh, fiasco. <laughs> I think is the best way to put it, and. The only way that dumb is cancelled. He he did say, he said but you know, when, when the allegations first came out, the easiest thing for him to do was to just say nothing. Um, and his exact quote, it says, it was easy because he isolated so well and because I'm nobody's first choice as a judge of anything or anyone. This is where I'd love to change the subject to myself and what a piece of crap I've been my whole public life. I would feel so safe and comfortable making this about me but that trick is worthless here and dangerous to others. It's other people's safety and comfort that gets damaged when I, I obsess over a cartoon's quality. Trust has now been violated between countless people and a show designed to please them. So that's it. He's alluding to, you know, he, Dan Harmon has had you know various controversies around him over the years. I think the difference is he genuinely... Does seem to be trying to improve himself, and yeah, uh, well, what's always doing? takes on board criticism, and he's done whole episodes of his show Harm Town talking about uh, inappropriate things that he's done, and and how he's trying to uh, okay, how he's tried to rectify those things, um, and someone I think. It might have been, like, after Series 2 or Series 3 of Rick and Morty, someone, like, sent him a tweet saying, how come there's no female writers on Rick and Morty? So, based off that, he was like, oh, yeah, there should be. And he hired some female writers. Like, that's what I mean. He he is sometimes problematic, but does seem to do his best to not be.
0: Yeah, like, he learns.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, So, this Hollywood Reporter article goes on to say that at some point during series three, Justin Roiland just stopped showing up to the writer's room uh, and a a mediator had to be brought in just because of tensions between uh, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. And it sounds like a lot of that was because Dan Harmon brought in writers that he'd worked with on Community and I think Justin Roiland felt pushed out. So he just stopped turning up. And apparently the last time that they actually spoke was over text message in 2019. Dan Harmon said, he said things he'd never said before about being unhappy. And I remember saying to him the last time we spoke in person, like, I'm worried about you. I don't know what to do except give you all the string and say I'm scared you're not going to come back. But then this conversation, the text conversation, became unprecedentedly confrontational. And that's kind of where he stops talking. He says, I think that's as far as I get to take the story at that point. We're no longer both there for it. And it starts to become not only unfair for me to continue, but totally uncomfortable because from there, a friendship goes away and I still don't fully understand why. So I think, you know, that all does sound like, quite sad but yeah obviously they they were close they created this show together and and at some point during series three they stopped working together on it and Justin was only doing the voices but I think also that can put some people's minds at rest as to the quality of the show because I think some people were worried that it wouldn't be the same without Justin Rowland's input but it sounds like it's not really had Justin Rowland's input for a long time anyway
0: yeah. He's he's literally just been doing the voices. Yeah. So as soon as Rick and Morty started getting really incesting, <laughs> that was all Dan Harmon.
1: I don't know. but only seems to have been like the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it's just a lot though, isn't it? But maybe that sense of his... Um, if, I,
0: if I had a quarter for every time.
1: A new showrunner was brought on uh, called Scott Marder. Um, and I think he was brought on... He was brought on around the same time that they... They got that new deal for like 70 new episodes. So, was that a couple of series back? Yeah. So, maybe he's the one bringing the incest jokes. Although, Dan Harmon does have form within community. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Rick and Morty's coming back. The voices will be as indistinguishable as we can get them. So, we should talk about the trailer proper. I guess it does look very fun. It does. Are there any shots in there that you're particularly just excited to... Just, just for leg. I want to see why. I just feel like that's going to be a throwaway gag. but it's not going they to be another... Pickle. It's not just going to be a Pickle Rick it. episode. It's no, going but to, the fact is that, like,
0: I'm a pickle, body.
1: It's just going to be like a pre-credits. Like, maybe he'll make a joke about running out of ideas. <laughs> I <laughs> turn myself into a leg.
0: <laughs> I hate this. It's just... It's just... It's great. Rick and Morty trailers are always very... a matchup up of everything that's going to happen. There's no real
1: symbol. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a few things in the trailer. There is a shot of water tea. Yeah. Uh, because one of the episode titles is The Rise of the Numericons. So we're getting, like, a, a sequel to that, like, after credits guys. Ice tea. Yeah, that was like an after credits gag from series two, I think. What well, the iced tea? When he he went back to his home world and they unfroze him and yeah made him water tea. Um, what else is there? There's I think episode one is called "How Poopy Got His Poop Back," so we're getting a Mr. Poopy Butthole episode, which is always good. There's a good shot of Jerry doing some like martial arts training, and. I really like a good Jerry episode, so I'm looking forward to that one
0: yeah I've, i saw like storyboard, and I don't know if it's from a, an episode that I can't remember or if it's a leak from this season of Jerry having relations with a bee with a bee yeah, like he's a bee. he's doing a beekeeper thing, like he's got a hybrid back garden and he's talking to the bee, and then he's like, we shouldn't do this. my wife's
1: there. Are you sure this isn't like some fan art that you've seen? I
0: don't know what.
1: <laughs> or a it's... dream. This might be a dream. <laughs> if
0: it is, I think it needs to be an episode, because Jerry have have having feelings for anyone that's not his wife is just a fiend, <laughs> and it's always it's always we shouldn't do this.
1: Should we move on? Is, is there any other bits of news that we need to cover? I'm sure there'll, there'll, I don't there'll think be stuff bad, that we've missed. Um you wanted to briefly talk about Ahsoka. I, yeah. I haven't I haven't watched the latest episode yet, or I've seen like half of it. So I've seen the fantastic cameo oh, in that episode, the... which was totally unexpected. Oh my god. I'm not gonna ruin it, but if you've not seen it, a cameo from the original trilogy in Ahsoka. Um I'm
0: all all yeah. I wanna say about this is that the acting's on point. the The actual lightsaber fight work is so good, and it it just feels like yeah prequel trilogy.
1: It feels like prequel trilogy, but with a a more cohesive story, a better story. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if there's some things in it that don't really work for me, but on the whole, I'm really enjoying it. That like what? Um, I mean, just going back to like the first episode I just keep thinking like where where's that map from? Who knew where Thrawn was to make a map to him and why is it in like an ancient cavern? Uh, maybe it wasn't a map to Thrawn, maybe it was just no, a map weren't. to this other galaxy it, it, It's so, not a
0: map to Thrawn.
1: So so then how do they know that that's where Thrawn is, that he's in this other galaxy to know Be-
0: that? Because of the space whales, that is their mating ground but it's also
1: the original home of the Daphimeric which but that's, is the that's that's not minimum. that's not explained anywhere. It is. I mean, the, the, the space whales and stuff is, but but at the beginning, a like I've heard a rumor about Thrawn returning, and I need to go and find this map. So where's this rumor come from? Like none of that, none of that is Yeah, explained no, I, well. I get what you're saying. Um, but no, on, on the whole, like I say, I am really enjoying it. I'm excited to find yeah. out how she gets to loot.
0: Because this is before. Is this before that?
1: Oh, okay. I thought Well, it's around the same time. But yeah. But... It's in that gap, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but I don't think she's met Luke yet.
1: What makes you say that?
0: Because she stays with Luke on
1: that planet, with Grogu and that. Uh, yeah, but she could have been there, and that's where she heard a rumor of Thrawn returning. So then she went to.
0: Then go why and find not her take mates. the Master Jedi with you?
1: see he's busy training the... Jedis. He's he's busy training uh, Ben Solo. So the, the other the other big cameo, I think this one's this one's about three weeks old now, so I think we can spoil this one. Do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Anakin Skywalker. Oh, you are seeing
0: it latest episode, have you?
1: Has like a full episode <clears throat> that is just a soaker and Anakin We Get together. him
0: in his Clone Wars armour.
1: Yeah, and it's it's it a great episode. It looks
0: amazing.
1: It's I'm glad that, that they're fleshing out that period of Anakin a bit more. Yeah, because uh, I I like Anakin Skywalker and I like Darth Vader, and I know I know in my head that they are the same person, but I never feel it. You know what I mean? They they never feel like Anakin becomes him. When Darth Vader's talking, it's really difficult to imagine that that's Anakin. And when Anakin's talking, it's really difficult to imagine that that's Star Vader in they are the same person. You can tell you're someone that's not watched Clone uh, Wars and Rebels. And I'm I'm watching Clone Wars. Yeah, you get to end and you'll go oh. Oh, okay. I thought that that whole episode really blurred the lines between the oh, two. Yeah in a fantastic way. The little flashes
0: between him with the blue to the red to Darth Vader. Yeah.
1: There's a shot where Anakin's walking away and then there's like a flash of lightning and it's Darth Vader with his red lightsaber walking away and then it flashes back again. That gave me goosebumps. That was just like such a great reminder. I love the bit where
0: it's like, Ahsoka says to him, like he's got his, his Anakin and the training, he's like, looks like i've not got much left to learn and then he sh- he strikes again and he g- his lightsaber goes red in his eyes to yeah. that like orange and yeah. it's like the transition is so seamless into that
1: yeah yeah it it really was great like some better visual effects than in uh, some recent movies in this tv show
0: i think they they've definitely taken a lot of reviews on board yeah I think a lot, a lot of the time, like I do, I do stand up for, um, the Force Awakens see- series mainly because like everyone's like, oh, the lightsaber battles are atrocious. Like she, she doesn't know how to use the lightsaber. Yeah, of course not. She's used it for about two weeks.
1: I like all three of those films independently of each other. Yes, but they don't. They work ruined, as a
0: trilogy. They ruined it switching directors. Yeah, because he was working on. Another film, yeah. They was like, we'll just get a different director. Like, no, just push. When we're talking about, we like it when fil- films get pushed back because it means it's not ready and they're
1: working on it. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say I always like it when a film gets pushed back, but I would, I would generally rather have them take the time to get it right. Yeah. So yeah, there, there was. I'm sure there was another. Oh yeah, we should just mention. Uh... The actress who plays younger Ahsoka in that same episode. Yeah. She is Ariana Greenblatt. And she also, she has a big role in the Barbie movie. And she is also the actress who played Young Gamora in Infinity War. Uh, yeah. And was great in the role. And I would love to see, to see more live-action Younger Soka.
0: Oh, it's well. And I, just the, the want, chemistry between. I want a live-action Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, well, I think it'd be fantastic. I don't want them to remake Clone Wars in live action, but there must be some gaps somewhere where they can just fill in, just the odd story. Yeah, I really, I really like how, and maybe Rebels did this as well. I've not got that far yet, but it really seems to explore how because the 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 bond between a an apprentice and a master is a strong bond, and that the master passes everything that they are down to their apprentice when they're training them. So, how it affects Ahsoka that her master turns out to be like one of the most heinously evil people that's ever been in the galaxy, and how she deals with that knowledge herself. I, uh, yeah, that, that's been. Is that one what of my... you think
0: of Darth Vader?
1: What? That he's they, evil? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's meant to be. That's the whole point of his character, is to just it's, be it's a not. walking evil.
0: It's not. The whole point of his character is to show how people can be. one little thing can pull them the wrong way. The fact he wanted to save Padme and was had his mind twisted by Darth Sidious, which is why he had that redemption at the end of the film's, Darth Sidious is a sadistic but motherfucker.
1: For for all those years while he's just oh. walking around as Darth Vader, he is just like the personification of ruthless evil. Yeah, he's just completely lost. And she she even talks in that episode she says something about like that no one no one realized how dangerous he was. And I got the impression that she kind of blames herself for allowing him to become Darth Vader, but She's not seeing it. the potential that he had for destruction.
0: I think she, blame, she blames herself for leaving him as well and thinking that if she'd have stayed, maybe she could have done something. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she could have reasoned with him and said like, listen, this is not the way to save
1: Adamay. you need a Mandalorian to say that. This is not the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. That's news and stuff. <laughs> it's news and trailers and stuff. Let's move on. What did you want to talk about, Ben?
0: I don't know. I can't remember now. Oh. <laughs> Have
1: you, has, has your attention been... <laughs> Do
0: you know what? Um, ...deficited? <laughs> my, my attention has deficit. Oh, that's what we were going to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, October is ADHD awareness month something that is quite close to me. Obviously, if no one listening to this podcast has realised that I have ADHD, you're a moron. That's
1: um, oh, just because I, I cut all your stuff out. then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you made me You made me sound like just non-ADHD.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far. I I, I make you sound like you don't exist because I cut everything you say <laughs> out.
0: It's just you talking it's, to yourself. It's just me, yeah. That, that's a different mental disorder. <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to, because it is still quite close, I did want to do a little bit on it. Um, just raise the awareness, but also I think there is so much to talk about it in terms of, like, movie, TV shows, that sort of thing in in fandom. Yeah. And there's probably people that are asking what ADHD is. So just the quickest Oh, wait, thing... wait, 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 wait. I'll
1: do it, I'll do it. So, Ben. What is ADHD?
0: I'm so glad you asked that, Jason, (laughs) my brilliant co-host slash brother. Um, So ADHD does stand for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And it's a neurological condition that affects people's behavior. And people with ADHD can see restless, may have trouble concentrating, and also struggle acting on impulse. They tend to, the symptoms tend to be noticed at an early age, although in girls it is harder to notice. Um, because it does manifest itself quite differently in girls. Girls rule and pull with so much shit that they just mask it that well. <laughs> They're like, I'm dealing with so much other shit, forget that. Um
1: I don't have the time for ADHD.
0: <laughs> yeah. They just like just get on with it. Um It's normally diagnosed as a child, but it can happen later in life. A lot of people associate it with, obviously, the hyperactivity and the not concentrating, but it is so much deeper.
1: I've always felt like attention deficit is a really bad descriptor because it's not really a lack of attention. It's like... Too much attention. Well, I was going to say like selective attention, but that makes it sound a bit too conscious. But like if you're engrossed in something that you're really interested in, you're going to focus for hours and hours and hours and block yeah. out everything else. So that's like hyper attention.
0: It's actually called hyper focus.
1: There,
0: um, there, there is actually a word for it. And it's something that a lot of people are interested in, which is why I mean, people see the hyperactivity, the impulsivity, and the lack of concentration but there's hundreds of different things that link in with, and neurodiversity as a whole all linked together. But people with ADHD might have other problems like sleep, anxiety. But as you said, there is the hyper-focus. There's a lot of good things it can do and a lot of things that, as we're going to talk about, actors use to their advantage. So... I think we we're just going to talk about first thing I want to talk about in terms of it is our favorite actors and but also surprising actors that you might not realize because there are those people that are very outspoken about it and like myself, show it as part of their personality, but there are also people that mask it and kind of hide it a little bit. Did you come up with a list of yours?
1: Uh, I might I might be Googling it. Um, no, you didn't really give me much time, Ben. <laughs> you, you you messaged me of the things we were going to be talking about about two hours before we started recording while I was working. It's because it's I got distracted. You go first.
0: <laughs> so I've got quite a few, but I think the biggest one that everyone would know...
1: Are you going to say Jim Carrey? I am. Jim Jim Carrey doesn't have ADHD. Jim Carrey is ADHD. (laughs) Jim Carrey is a personification of ADHD.
0: But that's what I mean. And I think that's why I've always, no matter what move Jim Carrey's in, I've always loved it. And I think it's because I kind of see myself in him a little bit, you know, with the way that he, he takes ADHD as his personality. Yeah. And I see that, but he... Just amazingly. Like any review says, and he said that he he tries to take it, something that can disadvantage you and yeah. make it his advantage in the character he plays.
1: There is a great bonus feature on the Bruce Almighty DVD. Because when I got that DVD, it was when I first started getting DVDs so I used to watch all the bonus features of everything I got. Um But there's a great bonus feature that is literally just they put Jim Carrey in a room with a load of props and we're like, go. <laughs> and it is just him improvising with props. And it's great. And it is it is what I think of when I think of Jim Carrey having ADHD. It's just him going nuts with all these different props. But well, I
0: think he's, a, he's just a perfect example of showcasing it as an advantage. But also there are some films that he's been in that he's not like, it's not that he's his only character.
1: Oh, no, he's, he's a great actor, and I think some people didn't realise that for a while. Because he only did these kind of kooky, zany characters. Uh, You know, he, he got known for doing things like Ace Ventura and The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. And then he did Eternal Sunshine. It's a Fantastic film. I love and there that are film. there
0: are still hints of it in there.
1: Yeah. And have you seen the number 23? I'm not sure. That's a really good, like I'm not sure if I have psychological thriller. Um with, with Jim Carrey. Like it's not the kind of film you would expect him to be in. And then I guess recently he's gone back to his roots a bit more with the, the Sonic movies, uh, with Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. Yeah, so uh from my research, which is a quick Google, uh, Johnny Vegas, I think, is a really surprising one. Johnny Vegas, I really love. I'm trying to think if he's been in. So obviously, anyone listening in the UK, which I'm assuming most people will be, will know who Johnny Vegas is. He's, you know, he's been in things like Benidorm. I think the first place I ever saw him was probably like Nevermind the Buzzcocks, um, and yeah. he's been on, he's been on QI. He had a great show uh, that was called Ideal, uh, where he plays a dealer, but he is so... Um, it's so surreal, that show. Like, just the the various characters that would come to buy pot off him. One of his regulars is like a crime boss called Cartoon Head, and he constantly wears a mask of a cartoon mouse so that's the kind of show that is. Honestly, if you've not watched Ideal, you should watch Ideal. Uh, but yeah, I don't know I don't know for people abroad where you would know him. I mean, he was in an episode of Red Dwarf more recently as well. And it is such a shame because it is it is well known as possibly the worst episode of Red Dwarf. But he is a great he, he was wasted on it. He is a great actor. But yeah, I, I'm surprised to learn that he has ADHD. I guess you know, he's a comedian, and I can see why that would appeal to someone with ADHD. It's a good outlet, and I think acting in general.
0: Yeah, and there's when I do you know how I said like it it normally comes like you normally get diagnosed as a child, but with it shows different in girls, and they kind of mask it a lot better, and it is harder to diagnose. Yeah, it, it's surprising because so another. So an actress that's got ADHD that a lot of people might find surprising is Emma Watson. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I. I, so I, I, I got she,
0: she got diagnosed while she was doing Harry Potter.
1: I wouldn't have guessed that, but now that I think about when I've seen her in interviews and she does seem to get a bit Get and carried away, and yeah, yeah. I think it's a, one of the one of the telltale signs when someone's being interviewed is they kind of start rambling on and seeming really excited about what they're talking about and not always knowing quite when to stop. (laughs) I feel attacked.
0: (laughs) Um, I feel another one that you might be surprised with, and this fits very in tune with our nerd podcast, is Mark
1: Ruffalo. That does surprise me, yeah.
0: So Mark Mark Rufflow um got diagnosed uh, so he had undiagnosed ADHD and dyslexia during his childhood, and he got diagnosed later in life. Yeah. Um and he's like, I've even got quotes from him. he said one of the things that I found very difficult for me in grade school, feeling straight very strange and unique and freakish, feeling like I don't sit any anywhere. But he did go on to I'd say, I would I would say to my younger self then that there's help and that there are ways to deal with it and manage it and to overcome it. And I think that's what a lot of these actors do. Like they've, every, everyone with ADHD does this really. You find your niche way of dealing with it and either overcoming it or using it to your advantage and I think every, in so many different ways, and that shows it, like, there's so so different between Johnny Vegas, Emma Watson, Mark Ruffalo, Jim Carrey. There's so many differences, but they all have ADHD, but they found their own way of using it.
1: Yeah. There's another one here uh, when I have Googled that is really surprising, and I would have never have guessed this in a million years. We're stretching the definition of the word actor uh, paris hilton apparently has adhd <laughs> spectrum the word she has been in movies she has been in movies which is why which is why i'm going to allow it uh, yeah i'm i'm going to allow it i'm going to allow my entry uh, yeah i'm trying to think what what she's been in she was in she was she's in, in that house of tape. wax she was in a sex tape <laughs> no wasn't she in house of wax and like she dies really really early yeah. on yeah. But
0: when you when you think about it and you think obviously when we were growing up, Harris Hilton was um wasn't the perfect role model, but it links in with the fact that you can struggle
1: with impulsivity. Paris Hilton is way more intelligent than she ever lets on though. Oh, she's so clever. Like she's
0: kind of started to later in life in interviews, and you hear her talk, yeah. and you go, "Wait,"
1: because I, I, I think remember, she spoke
0: about that it was all an act.
1: Yeah, I re- I remember her saying in an interview once that uh, back in the day when she was doing things like the simple life, she'd someone had asked her what were her favorite book, and she said that, like she'd never read a book, and then she admitted recently that that was a lie because she had to keep up the performance because that was her brand. Yeah.
0: Another one that you might find really really surprising as well. Cause I was I was quite surprised to find out in a way. Brian Gosling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is quite surprising.
0: Because he's I think I feel like he is a very calm person. Both that's, in, like, interviews, but a lot of the time in in the way he acts as well.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how he comes across. Although he did seem to go, like, full method as Ken in interviews <laughs> for promoting Barbie. No, that was
0: his real self. <laughs>
1: so
0: there's just there's so many, like, we could be here for hours listing actors. Yeah. The, like the, there's the,
1: so many. The list is huge. I've got a list up of, and it is by no means an exhaustive list, but just a list of famous people with ADHD, not all of them actors, but people on here like Jack Osborne, uh, Rory Bremner, Richard Baker. Like a lot of these are British celebrities that uh, maybe not everyone will know. Will I Am, I think, is a great example. Yeah. Because he really does seem to have, have embraced. That part of him, like that's someone who I think most people wouldn't be shocked to hear as ADHD.
0: I'm doing some stuff for work on this with it in Black History Month as well. I wanted to link them together, yeah. And the two people that I picked were Simone Biles, yeah, who, if you don't know, is an American gymnast, yeah, and Will I Am. Will I Am doesn't medicate, he uses his music as his medication,
1: he self medicates.
0: Um, but Simone Biles does, because um, this so many people choose so many different things, but everyone has that out, up for it.
1: Yeah. And one last woman with ADHD is uh, Zoe Deschanel, Trillian herself from *The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy*, or whatever her name is in *Elf*. From the movie she's *Elf*, a,
0: she's, she's a new girl. <laughs> I think New Girl is the perfect personification of her with ADHD. She
1: plays for New Girl in New Girl? I
0: can't remember her name. Um, So she has actually said that she doesn't use any ADHD treatment and that she's proudly overcoming it with her own methods by doing craft projects. Okay. So that's her outlet. She does it on Hello Giggles
1: art projects, apparently. I don't know oh, what that okay. is. <laughs> no, I don't. So why did you mention it? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: what she said. So, yeah, I wanted to look at, obviously, there's so many actors, but um wanted to look at kind of our top five movies that are led by actors and actresses with ADHD.
1: I mean, that's a very difficult ask.
0: It is so difficult. Because you
1: don't always know who does and doesn't have ADHD.
0: True. Um, So I'm happy to do my list first. You might agree with me. You might disagree.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't really have a list, but...
0: You can just mention a few. I put uh, a list together. I I found it really hard because... So in 5th, I put Thor Ragnarok because Mark Ruffalo.
1: Okay. Was I was going to say, that, I was going to say, why does Chris Hemsworth have ADHD? <laughs> like, Probably. He's not that. I don't think you can say Mark Ruffalo is a lead of that film. He's one of the leads. <laughs> um, he's, I'd I'd say he's he's second built.
0: But I put it there because I think it, it is a great film. It's it's got a great story. It's funny when it needs to be. Like it it doesn't try. Um, and I, I did kind of want to get a Marvel movie in there as well um, in my list. And I just thought yeah. Mark Ruffalo has being a surprising person that you wouldn't suspect it. Um, and I, I just couldn't put any of the other films. So fourth, I put 21 Jump Street. Johnny Tatum. Yes. Yeah. So he's got ADHD and dyslexia, which they actually go focus on in the movie. They talk about her as dyslexic at one point, but I think it's a great movie. I-, I find it really funny. I've watched it quite a few times.
1: Yeah, both of those films are great. It's it- uh, a shame that they never got around to doing that Men in Black crossover they were going to do. Yeah. I-, I really wish they had.
0: Third, I put Zombieland. Not Jesse Eisenberg. Woody Harrelson um, has got ADHD, um, but Zombieland is a great film. It
1: is. It's one of my favourites
0: zombie films i i love the list pop-ups yeah it's one of my favorite things in them in those films but tallahassee is a great character and just mental for rightly so second i put pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest so johnny depp has got adhd and I think out of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, that is the good one. A lot of it because of Bill Nye's role as Davy Jones, I think he's brilliant. I think he just takes that role perfectly.
1: You would never realize it was him behind all that makeup no. and CGI, and it is a it is a great a great performance. I'm assuming it's, like, motion capture and then voiced as well, but whatever it is, it is very now, effective. It's um, all moving parts. No, there's got to be some perspet- uh, some CGI on there.
0: I think there is a little bit, but he wears uh with yeah. moving tentacles. And then first was the hardest, because I didn't know which Jim Carrey movie to choose.
1: If, if the question is best Jim Carrey movie... I think I'd go for the mask.
0: Cause this whole list could have been Jim Carrey movies. I was stuck between the mask and Bruce Almighty, because I was thinking of which films got me watching the rest of Jim Carrey's films.
1: Yeah, I mean Bruce Almighty is good. I wouldn't say it's a contender for his best. Not when he's got he's got the mask and Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber and Liar Liar cable Guy. Yeah,
0: I love Cable
1: Guy. I, I love Cable, Cable Guy. Guy. It is not known as one of his better films, but yeah, I love Cable Guy as well.
0: I, it was just, I should have just put one, any Jim
1: Carey film. What about Kick Ass 2? Yeah, he is in that. It's not a great film, but he is in it. <laughs> it's great because it's Kick Ass K- and it's, it is, it's. But like, yes, man. Such a downgrade.
0: After yes, but I think I think it's quite a good one.
1: Yeah, it's decent,
0: and that also has Zoe Deschanel in. I believe it might be one of her doppelgangers. I don't think she's in that. Because you know, there's like the six actresses, but all look the exact same. They all look like
1: Katy Perry. Oh, she is. I've just googled it. She is in that. It's been a while since I've seen it.
0: So any any movies led by ADHD actors and actresses that you think are high up
1: on your list of movies
0: in general, like, great movies?
1: So I'm going to say, this is a bit of a cheat, Greta Gerwig has ADHD. She does. And while she isn't in it, she has just directed the Barbie movie.
0: Okay, no, I like that.
1: I like that. And that is you know, one of the best movies of the year. I've still not seen it. Oh, you need to get on that.
0: I don't know that no one.
1: <laughs> All right, then, Alexa. Alexa also has ADHD.
0: Alexa wants to get in the No, I love that because even talking about actors, but even directors as well, because when you think about it, it must be so hard as a, as a director with ADHD. Yeah, and if you don't hyper focus on it, then you get distracted all the time, or things like that. So I do love that answer.
1: Uh, another one. Oh no, that's it was a difficult. And actually, Barbie can count because of Ryan Gosling as well. Yeah, true. You've just you. Double tapped it. What's only one reference for you? So Justin Timberlake yeah has ADHD and I have always said that he is a much better actor like I I wasn't interested in his in his songs at all but he's a great actor He really is And so the film I'm going to say for Justin Timberlake is Alpha Dog Okay have you ever seen Alpha Dog It's a few years old now it's from 2006 um, but it's a a true story crime drama, okay. Um, and it's it's the true story of a, a kidnapping and murder of uh, a kid that was. It, it was in two thousand, so when it came out, it was very timely. But I mean, it, it's it's a really great hard hitting film, and I don't know if it was his acting debut, but it was certainly the first thing I saw him in.
0: No, I've 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 not seen it, but I have heard about it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, one one to add to your list to watch. I just need to Google: Does Jason Mewes have ADHD? So there's nothing here that says that he does, but I feel like he must do. So uh, Jason Mewes is the J of J and Silent Bob. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he struggled a lot with uh, drug abuse as well, but basically him in those Jay and Silent Bob films is just him. Like, Kevin Smith based the character of Jay on Jay's actual personality.
0: A lot of people might have undiagnosed ADHD, but are fairly certain they have ADHD and they Work on things to help with that because sometimes getting a diagnosis can be so difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, people have told me before that they think I've got ADHD. I think you've said it to me before. No, you aren't got ADHD. You are. You have got ADHD. Okay, you're definitely autistic. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, my wife tells me I'm autistic. You are. (laughs) Um. Well,
0: it's asp it's Probably like Asperger's, which is very high-functioning autism.
1: I've personally—it's it's
0: like all the good stuff for autism, with none of the bad stuff.
1: <laughs> Super autism, autism, autism. autism. Um, but okay, so no one agrees what I've got. <laughs> everyone, everyone seems to think I've got something. But oh, personally, you've got, you've got I've never, right. I've never felt the need to go and get a diagnosis because that it, it's not something that that stands in my way particularly, and it's not something that I would want to medicate either. And it's just all little
0: quirks that you might have that could be associated with it. You know how to deal with that, like um, time management.
1: Oh, know. I'm rubbish at that.
0: But you try <laughs> and put things in, in, in place to al- allow things.
1: No, I know. I'm just late to stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're just shit.
1: Honestly, people I work with listen to this. They'll attest to it. I'm just late.
0: <laughs> They're all going to be like, maybe you should get a diagnosis. You might not be late anymore. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to go on to, and it's not really... It's just... A lot of it is speculation, yeah. Because it's very hard. A lot of times they don't mention it, but a lot of it goes on researchers and specialists seeing tendencies of ADHD, and sometimes it's quite obviously portrayed. Yeah. Same thing in community. There. What's his name now? Abed. Abed. I don't think they ever explicitly say he's autistic. No. But there is a lot of hinting towards it and a lot of. Have you started watching community? I have watched bits, yes. So just a few characters. um, And what I kind of want to do, just so I'm not just talking at you, I want you to tell me kind of like if you're surprised by it or not, like if you can see it in a way. Do you get what okay. I mean? There. So they're all Marvel characters. Okay, I thought you were and going to say Tigger. I was going to mention Tigger at the end <laughs> because Tigger. If I don't know if it has ever been authenticated, but there's a whole theory that Winnie the Pooh each character represents a oh, yeah disorder of some kind.
1: Yeah, and it all it all lines up. Oh yeah. I- um, I mean, poor old Eeyore He's definitely po- is definitely clinically depressed.
0: Who e- po- is an eating disorder? Eeyore is um, clinically depressed. Piglet is anxiety. Rue is separation anxiety. Uh, the rabbit, I can't remember the name.
1: I think it's just called Rabbit.
0: Rabbit is OCD. And yeah. Tigger is quite obviously ADHD personified.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Hyperactive, attention deficit. Tigger. Um, So, no, these are all Marvel characters. And I have the points of things that have pointed to why it might be that they have ADHD. So, Tony Stark.
1: ADHD, I guess so. He's he's very impulsive.
0: So, his decision to announce to the world that he was i was completely
1: based on impulse. But he's Uh, also very narcissistic. Which I, that's not an ADHD thing, is it? That's oh, I was going to say. I thought that's just a separate issue which he's got.
0: Don't we don't say that? What we don't, we don't mention it. <laughs> it can be a trade.
1: We don't talk about narcissism. No, no. <laughs> I got called a narcissist.
0: Granted, it was by my therapist, but
1: what do they know? Yeah, talking about his ass. Don't know what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> so. But well, his ability to hype and focus for hours on projects.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that does make as sense. Well.
0: Next is Venom, Eddie Brock. Venom. Da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. Venom. Venom, Venom.
1: Venom, Venom. It's a great song. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. I and it. I like Eminem. That is a terrible song. Venom,
0: Venom.
1: It's a good song.
0: Eddie Brock, yeah. Surprised? Not surprised. Can you see it?
1: I, I. Can you see I, the I, ADHD I don't know. particles around him? Because it's, it's a it...
0: wobbly ADHD, timey wimey stuff.
1: Are we talking about the Venom movies? Yeah. Because you the don't character see of
0: Eddie Brock in, in Venom,
1: but you don't see much of him without Venom. So it's hard to say how much of that is Eddie and how much is the influence of Venom. Like, I'm sure, if it wasn't for Venom, it wouldn't have laid in a lobster tank. So, you know, like getting in lobster tanks is a symptom of ADHD, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's Venom that's got the ADHD. Okay. So, the explanation
0: behind it is, he's never organised, always late, even when it comes to paying his bills. His impulsivity has affected his relationships to the point of leaving him alone. That is until an alien took up residence in his body and said, like, when he manages to be in the right place at the right time, his ability to shoot from the hip has led him to some major successes. Unfortunately, this can also lead to major failures, but despite failures, those with ADHD bounce back and even rise to the top again. The symbiote can even be a metaphor for self-affecting one's own neurodivergence. And envision it as a black substance to be rid of until finally making friends and working together with it to achieve success. So saying that the whole symbiote is a is a metaphor, which I kind of like is a cool idea because it is, I think a lot of people with ADHD will have gone through that journey of kind of hating their ADHD and it and and then getting to a point where you Overcome it. You find your outlet. You use it to your advantage. This one should not be surprising. um
1: Peter maximus Quicksilver. Again, in the films, I feel like he's not he's not seen or explored enough to. Go you can't say the, just because he's fast. The Fox version. Oh, it's okay. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on board with that one.
0: And the quote I love is uh, so, there's a quote from the film of <laughs> this, this is their sole argument. He says, You must have done something pretty serious. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you have it in there? Like, it says it's so fast. Yeah. And so Tigger like. <laughs> Johnny Storm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Storm is like the embodiment of, and again, narcissistic. Uh, again, very little impulse control.
0: Easily excited.
1: Yeah, bursts into flames. Yeah, Elena. The white we don't. Yelena. Y- um, yeah, I can see that. I can also kind of see it with uh, with Hawkeye, but with with Lady Hawkeye. Gate hey, Bishop. Yeah, Gate Bishop.
0: Was a macaron kid
1: Um, But I, I just thought of her because whenever I think of Yelena, I think of that scene. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can kind of see the possibility there with both of them. And may, maybe ADHD just is conducive to being a superhero, because most people with superpowers would probably just use it to make their life a bit easier. Yeah. But ADHD, you want to get out there and. Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Homelander has a lot of issues.
0: ADHD um, might not be one I'm of not, them.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure ADHD is one of them.
0: Okay, Peter Quill, Star Lord.
1: Yeah, definitely. Do
0: we even have to say anything yeah. on that
1: one? Peter Parker. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure about that one. The MCU version, more than. The others, it is talking about yeah.
0: the MCU version here,
1: the, the Tom Holland version, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's it's a possibility, but it's not a certainty. Whereas some um, of these, like Sp-
0: this, Spider Man's been losing several backpacks, talking to himself, and constantly fidgeting without uh, such drama. His ADHD helps him work for hours creating gear, much like Tony Stark. He can come up with plans inspired by really old movies in the middle of battle. His sense of humour is part of what creates the charm of the wisecracking web slinger.
1: Darcy Lewis. Oh, Darcy. Yeah. It took me a minute. Yeah. I, I I, don't know. Again, it's one of those I I could see potentially. You yeah, can
0: see where they're coming from but with But not it.
1: necessarily. I think... What What's the website that you're reading this off? Is it like ADHD.com? Uh, I've put it onto a Word document, so I can't remember. No. It's
0: it's from an ADHD... But
1: yeah, I would just think if it's an ADHD-based website... Yeah, it is. I feel like some of these we might be stretching a little bit to try and make fit. Yeah. Some of them, like you said, the Quill, it just seems very obvious. I think obvious. you
0: can see where they're getting some things from as well, though. Yeah. And like I said, it is all speculation because I don't think it's ever said Tony Stark has ADHD.
1: No. I wonder if the words ADHD are mentioned anywhere in the MCU ever. We don't talk about ADHD. (laughs) You haven't a look. No, we're just Googling MCU ADHD, see if anything popped up. Oh, that's a good one. If this isn't on your list, I'll ring it up.
0: Uh, Wade Wilson, Deadpool?
1: Yeah. I feel like this one, this might be the one you're thinking of. Luis from (laughs) Ant-Man? No, that wasn't who I was thinking of. But Yeah, it's just that, that's what I was talking about earlier, about like when actors have got ADHD in interviews and they just kind of get that giddy carried away and like that's when Luis is talking. It's just it just rambles on with no awareness.
0: I don't know if so. The last one I've got is Kamala Khan.
1: That Ms. is the Marvel. one I was going to mention,
0: and it Kamala is. Khan, I've left I... it to last because it is probably the most on the screen portrayed one, without it ever being said. Yeah. Because you do get to see it very up close, close and personal, through her eyes, with like her daydreams to her zoning out, her excitability.
1: Yeah, just like the the sensitive nature, the amount of time that she spends like fantasizing. Yeah, I I definitely also the
0: impulsivity of her of her as well.
1: Her impulsivity, her general yiddiness. Yeah, I think can't be understated. And, yeah, her her creativity as well. it's
0: it's one, like, I've talked to people in Muslim community and it's not really a thing they talk about in their culture. Okay. It's, it's, It's very not a thing, so it can be quite hard. And I think when you think about that, you think actually it shows that quite well because no one really... None of the family explores any of those things about her. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, um, just when I was when I was googling that Fisher-K Ali, who was the head screenwriter for Miss Marvel, someone sent her a tweet saying, "Can you confirm if Kamala has ADHD? It looks like she does, and as an ADHD person myself, it would be super cool." K Ali replied, I'm supposed to be offline, but this is very important to me. Some ADHD friends sent me this, so I'm popping up to respond. I don't know if Kamala Khan has it in MCU or comic canon, but I have it, and it affects every aspect of my life. I'm glad you can see yourself in her and the show.
0: I'm just saying, I wrote myself in there a little bit.
1: Yeah." Things from her perspective, then, and like like we said, ADHD hasn't been mentioned, so there isn't an episode of Miss Marvel where she gets diagnosed with ADHD. That'd be a bit odd in the middle of fighting for the planet.
0: Just in doctor's office, and they're like, "Okay, so I just want you to fill this form in." Just their time, mate. Ignore the big bear in the corner.
1: The big bear in the corner. Yeah, to see if she's getting distracted. Is that how we diagnose for ADHD? Come into my office, ignore the bear.
0: <laughs> just tell you to ignore something, see if you do. <laughs> I can't remember my diagnosis. I was six.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you... can't
0: remember how they tested me.
1: But <laughs> they just met you.
0: <laughs> Walked in I was like, hi, and they're like, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a prescription,
0: but I just—I th- don't think it gets talked about enough. We are getting better as a society, but I still don't think it gets talked about enough. Yeah, it, I, I, it's I nice think it's nice to see
1: the representation. It's becoming less of a stigma, I think. Um, and there are still those people that are always going to be those people. It's been well,
0: made to look like less of we, a
1: stigma. We, we didn't have ADHD when we were growing up. Like, no, you just didn't diagnose people with ADHD. They still had it. Um, okay, so before we move on, a couple of non-MCU characters with ADHD. Um, Bart Simpson canonically has ADHD. Yeah. That was actually in a, a recent episode. I'd say recent, no? Any episode at Simpsons from like the last fifteen years, feels old recent. Like a recent episode. <laughs> so I don't know. Um Detective Jake Peralta? Yes. I don't know if that's I uh, think it canonical. Is mention- but- I
0: think it is canonical. I think um they do mention it. Like in in do you know, like a passing by joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just his ADHD. Yeah. Or I, I think it's something to do with he's it. like, you've been apprehended by a guy who's like little morality and slight ADHD. So
1: yeah, I think that is kind of canonical, that one. Um and then a really interesting one, I think, is Juno from the film Juno.
0: Oh yeah, I I've I've heard this. Um it, it is really interesting. 'Cause she can see it when you don't it's not obvious at first.
1: Yeah. But she she does like really like the bizarre spur of the moment things just to make a simple joke, like moves she moves her entire like front room onto Michael Serra's garden. Just so that when he comes out, she's sat there in an armchair smoking a pipe with a carpet laid in front of her. And it's just, it's just for a gag. Like that is so much effort to go through just for a gag. Yeah, she, she definitely has ADHD. <laughs> okay, uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? Shall we move on to recommendations?
0: Uh, yeah, let's go to recommendations. Okay. This is the recommendations.
1: Oh, you've changed the theme tune. Write the theme tune and sing the theme tune. I just want to
0: stick it a little bit like a higher octave.
1: Okay, so I am going to I'm going to recommend a video game first. Okay, and that is Humanity. Uh, it's on PlayStation Plus if you've got the extra tier or higher. And the best way I can describe it is it's kind of like Lemmings in gameplay. Um, but you, you basically have like an endless stream of people walking out of a door and you have to get them to a goal so you can put down arrows and there's jump points and things like that and you've just basically got to navigate the terrain and get them to the door. And then as you get further into the game that there's enemy people and things like that that you have to work out how to get past or defeat and it was just a really fun puzzle game. I've platinumed it and it's one of the best puzzle games I've played in a long time. And you play as a little glowing dog, so that's cool. Play as a little glowing dog. Yeah. You play as a little dog running around this map, placing down arrows for the people to follow what's not to like. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I played the hell out of that, and now I'm back on to Dead Island 2, which we'll we're going to talk about another time. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I'm going to recommend in the intro to every episode of News of the Nerd, we say this is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else. And we so rarely talk about comic books. So I want to recommend a comic book. I want to recommend uh, the latest run of The Incredible Hulk. Okay. It's being written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, And art by Nick Klein, and it's just been a great like. I think I'm on issue four, three or four, Um, but so far it it has just been a really gripping, great like horror story. Like you, you, you don't get often in Marvel comics anymore because everything's a big superhero story. But this is a this is a horror story like going back to the Hulk's roots. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm really gripped by it. Like, every issue when I get to the end, I I just want the next one immediately. Uh, I've also, I've been reading Dan Slott's Spider-Man run recently, which has introduced a new spider character of Spider-Boy, and that's been quite a good read. But my recommendation is The Incredible Hulk. It's, yeah, fantastic. and some of my favorite comic books ever have been Incredible Hulk comic books. And I think World War Hulk is, like I've got the the collected graphic novel version of that. And when I first got that, I don't think I put the book down until I'd finished it. I just sat and spent an entire day pouring over, you know, and it was the first proper like graphic novel sized collection that I'd read. And I just didn't want to stop reading it. Um, But also, so Marvel Comics now, they come with a little peel-off bit inside, and you go to marvel.com, and you can put the code in, and you get a digital version of the comic. So That's quite um, cool. um, But I've I've got the paper comics, so I'm not going to redeem the digital version. So after the end credits music... I'm going to read out some digital comics codes if anyone wants for digital versions.
0: That's a cool idea. Very charitable.
1: Yeah, I just thought we might as well make use of them.
0: Yeah, no, I do, I do like that idea. That's cool. I'm going to recommend a game that is very dangerous for people with ADHD because you could hyper-focus. I'm going to recommend two. Both very dangerous because the amount of hyper-focus you can do with these games is ridiculous. So the first is Baldur's Cape 3. We will be talking about that in a future episode, so I'm not going to dwell on it. Yep. You thought I was going to ramble on. (laughs) And the second... You've got precedent. (laughs) The second is Starfield.
1: Oh, okay. Have you been playing Starfield?
0: Oh, I've finished Starfield. Wow.
1: I've heard mixed things, but
0: there's just so it takes a little bit of getting into. There's so many different mechanics like the shipbuilder. It takes a what there's a there's a learning curve. but there's just so much that you can do. you can I spent like six hours just building a mining outpost on a planet. <laughs> getting resources, building the stuff, and you and it is a really good game. It's a really a tr- pretty game as well. Graphically, it's a really good-looking game. Yeah. Um, the story, the story is really good, and there's just so much you can do on it. I think it is it is a really solid game. I would have said Jedi Survivor, but that is a shit. Really, the story and the the game itself is really good, but when you're facing frame drops and glitches and yeah, 8 ruins. Everything so you're, crash you're playing it, crash, it crashes all the time.
1: You're playing it on PC, aren't you? Yeah. I think it's, it's meant to be it's, better it's still, on
0: console. It is better on console, but it still does have it frame drop issues and things. Yeah. But it did get voted the worst AAA release of the year. And that's after Ouch. The Last of Us had those issues as well. I'd never had any of those issues with The Last of Us. Yeah. But I did see people... It was like the framework you could see, weren't it? It's a
1: shame because Fallen Order was such a great game.
0: Don't get me wrong. This it, it, so, like when it's working,
1: yeah, it maybe is it's, really good. Maybe it's one that's worth just waiting a little while. Before... I'd say it's worth
0: worth persevering with it
1: because I think there's there's so many games like that because the developers are under so much pressure to get the game out to meet the date. So many games just come out now, and they're not ready. Yeah. Um, th- but then there's always there's always patches afterwards. Like Cyberpunk 2077 had yep. one oh, of it's... the worst releases. But apparently it's all fixed now, and it's a great game. But it's a shame, because it, it's, its name is tainted. Yeah. And you hear Cyberpunk 2077, and you think about the terrible release it had. And the hype for it is just gone. Although, saying that, like it, yeah, I, I do usually try and wait a little bit because, one, the price comes down. Two, the issues get fixed. So, you know, yeah. there's some games I really want to play that I've not bought yet, like Baldur's Gate 3, like uh, Mortal Kombat 1. I don't I don't know if I can hold off on playing Assassin's Creed Mirage.
0: So just on, just on Baldur's Gate 3, I did see someone... A friend of mine was streaming, and he was streaming Baldur's Gate, but he's got it on the PlayStation. So the question I was always asking the way, through PlayNix, we'd always talked about when, when Crossplay comes out, we want to play that together, was trying to figure out how it would work on console. Do you know with the hotbar at the bottom, like, on PC Marsh, you click the action you yeah. want to do. So I saw like the paddles bring up different wheels like you'd have a weapon one weapon wheel in a game yeah it's got multiple different ones right so you have none of that bar at the bottom and it, you've got the screen and you can bring up the, the wheels and i was like okay so that looks a really good way of converting it onto console
1: yeah the the danger I, I
0: was wondering whether they were going to have one stick as like being able to control a mouse sort of thing or
1: no, the the danger when you move a PC game to console is that you 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 try and try and keep the user interface the same, but you really can't because the the control pad and the keyboard are so different. It's just like playing games that are meant to be played with controllers on a keyboard can be really frustrating. Jedi, like, I've been playing it's really awkward. I've been playing a lot of retro games recently and just trying to play Mega Drive games and stuff with a keyboard is so annoying. I got FIFA while I was dog sitting. So I didn't
0: have my controller. So I tried playing FIFA on keyboard and mouse. Not good? Impossible. Physically impossible to do.
1: You need some extra hands.
0: Yeah. You need extra buttons. Oh, okay. Okay. Because if you think about it on controller, you press R2 and any shape not I don't
1: know what.
0: So you press like R2 and any yeah. of them, it'll do a different thing. You press R1 and a different... So straight away there, you've got 16 different combinations. That's a different button yeah. for each one on right. keyboard and mouse. Yeah, no, that, that does sound annoying. But yeah, Starfield... Gate Three, definitely, which we will talk about. Starfield is probably my main recommendation. Yeah, it,
1: it is a very grippy game. Yeah, I've also got one. So a game that you recommended previously is The Witcher Three. Yeah, I have bought it. I haven't yet played it. It's still oh, you're going to ruin case, your life. But I've got it. You're going to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble there's just so much I've got that I want. I've got. I've got so many PS5 games on disc already, and they're all still in their cases. <laughs> I've played I've played a handful of games, and most of them have just been on PlayStation Plus and then Dead Island.
0: I'm going to do something a bit controversial. I am going to recommend something that I have no idea about.
1: What? So how can you recommend it? Controversial.
0: I want anyone that has read The Fourth Wing book to email in and tell us if it's worth the read it is, it's this book it's blown up, it's all over social media, it's on the it's the number one bestseller on the New York Times and it is very very nerd centric
1: dragons and like fantasy
0: it's a fantasy novel but it's got so much buzz about, hype about it that it can't be bad (laughs) <laughs> There's that much hype. And I want anyone that's read it to email in and tell us. Because so I feel like if anyone's read it, it's the nerds. Okay. Okay, so that is all for today. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or messages on socials on Twitter or X, Facebook, Instagram. We are at News of the Nerd. Obviously, the best thing you can do for us, you can like, subscribe on your podcast app of choice, or even better, just tell your friends, tell, tell your mums, tell your uncles, tell your granddads, tell anyone that's going to listen or find this interesting. But apart from that, that is it for us today. Thank you for listening, and it's goodbye from me. And,
1: uh, laters. babb. Thank you for sticking with us through to the end. As promised, I've got four digital codes for the newest run of The Incredible Hulk. So, issue one, the code is A20I9T02VA42W Issue two is fvz Z five. DN 05 X77 CZ issue 3 is 546 RFJ1 ZS and issue 4 is 4EK133 EUV 3ODH uh, if any of those codes don't work, try swapping the O's and Zeros around. It's not obvious which are which. Uh, if you do get one or multiple of those codes, then please just drop us a message uh, on Twitter at News of the Nerd, or drop us an email, notnpod at gmail.com, just to let us know. Thank you.